Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 138 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is about employee relations and engagement in the COVID-19 pandemic era. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to uh, introduce uh, our new sponsor again, Steel Compliance Solutions. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to -to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's Compliance Solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I know it's still a tough time. We're, we're in a topsy-turvy world of, uh, you know, compliance, the economy, health, safety, Uh, And it's a really tragic time as we are trying to recover from the uh, pandemic and and try to get some semblance of normalcy. All our thoughts are with everybody. Uh, Hope that everybody's staying safe, healthy, and that your families are okay uh, during this difficult time. So today I thought we would uh, talk a little bit more about um, employee relations because of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and the impact that's having on the workplace and safety issues, obviously, uh, but also to try to tie it into the idea of your culture and engagement and uh, making sure that in this difficult time, it's even more important to encourage and respond to employee concerns because employees obviously have a lot of questions. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty surrounding the business operations and sort of uh, getting society back to normal, but even getting people's uh, day-to-day lives uh, back to normal as close as it can be, because I don't think we'll ever be sort of back to normal. So, I mean, we've all suffered through an extraordinary time, and I know, you know, just put chalk this up as another one of my profound grasps of the obvious, which I'm uh, 
You know, I have countless uh, number of those on the blog. Uh, but, you know, the world is slowly, you know, coming out a little bit here. Uh, and there's also the continuing threat of a relapse, a recurrence of the pandemic. Uh, our economy is obviously devastated. And whether or not the recovery will be like a V or I think probably a long slope, um, uh, you know, we need to sort of get ready for uh, significant challenges that we're going to face. And it's going to require changes. Uh, and uh, it's clear that business activity is going to recover slowly and carefully. It's not going to be a rapid expansion uh, because at the top of the everybody's mind uh, as employees and even returning to a workplace is how do you ensure health and safety? So now we have new rules of distancing, masks, limited interactions, wearing gloves for fear of spreading a contagious uh, virus. So companies now have to undertake a critical process, which is to restore trust or restore any semblance of trust and integrity. Um, they need to incorporate a new governance structure that uh, looks at the new configuration of risks and develop a new risk profile. That's a separate topic. Um, but today, well, I want to focus on health and safety of the employees. Uh, you know, federal, state, and local workplace regulations have to be your highest priority for HR and compliance. Uh, employees are fearful of the workplace for their own health, and they need to be educated and reassured that the company's work environment is safe and that the company is going to be uh, committed to this. As part of this effort, Employee training, for example, on workplace interaction and rules governing social distancing, masks, gloves, and other necessary equipment has to be disseminated quickly and reinforced. Uh, OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, has released guidance on COVID-19 workplace issues. What's interesting is uh, they've released guidance, but we haven't seen any sort of uptick in enforcement activities, and I don't know, depending upon uh, how big an issue this becomes, whether or not OSHA is really going to get out there and start to do uh, enforcement issues. Um, I mean, they have put out guidance uh, directed, and you should go to their website if you want, because they have specific guidance depending upon what industry uh, we're talking about construction, manufacturing, package delivery industry, retail industry, and then general industry information. So these are good documents to look at. Um, and they've also released interim enforcement policies to reflect the fact that people need time to adjust to the COVID-19 world and protect employees from the harm. Uh, one other point, HR and compliance staff have to work together and have to work together well. Um, all too often, I run into situations where HR and compliance don't work well together. Uh, I think that's a real lost, missed opportunity because uh, they overlap and they have, uh, they reinforce the strength of each other. Um, and whenever I see those silos or those personal disputes, I know that the compliance program and the culture is suffering. Here, with regard to demonstrating and uh, reassuring workers about workplace safety and health, this is a natural place for uh, HR and compliance to work together. Training programs, which uh, both HR and compliance run, but compliance should be able to help out in terms of bringing training programs that are obviously conducted remotely before you know, reinitiating uh, return to work type of situations. 
uh, have to be done. Some basic rules, though, have to be communicated and reinforced. Social distancing at six feet minimums, you know, tape distances akin to grocery stores should be uh, implemented. Workstations may need to be moved and plexiglass shields uh, could be used to ensure safety. I've seen people using those. Uh, obviously, letting every employee know that if you're sick, you stay home. Uh, flexible working hours and arrangements, in other words, staggered shifts, if feasible, uh, may be uh, a way to reduce uh, the number uh, and intensity of risky act interactions. Um, and HR and uh, compliance have to communicate public health updates and warnings as they become available. Training workers how to use masks, protective clothing, and other equipment. Um, and authorizing uh, employees, uh, you know, to wear masks and require masks at employee meetings or gathering with appropriate uh, social distance rules. Uh, educating employees even on proper etiquette, covering your nose and mouth when sneezing or coughing, and obviously encouraging uh, frequent washing of hands. Everybody knows about that. Uh, and then making sure there's wide availability of hand sanitizers and encourage cleaning of common surfaces with, uh, you know, availability of towels, cleansers, and certain supplies. And obviously avoiding reuse or shared use of equipment. Uh, and then the last issue I wanted to mention before we go on to another topic is encouraging employees to report safety and health concerns. And we'll get, we'll get to that. I want to talk a little bit more about that. So they're also, let's take a moment just to talk about sort of employee relations and uh, labor laws or employment laws that can, can um, you know, impact here. And they're delicate issues when you start thinking about some of the topics that can come up and the situations that, come, that can come up with regard to sort of balancing privacy and safety and health concerns. Um, and I think the balance is a little bit changed now because of the importance of maintaining safety and health. So start with a few uh, n uh, legal notions here. The United States, as we all know, doesn't have a federal privacy law, um, you know, unlike Europe and Canada. And the treatment of employees' personal information uh, is not governed at the federal level. Now, the HIPAA laws, uh, the, you know, the health information, personal health information laws do not cover employers. Remember, HIPAA applies to healthcare providers and insurance companies. Uh, similarly, most state privacy laws apply to healthcare providers and health insurance companies as well. So you have no direct privacy federal statute. HIPAA doesn't apply. Uh, but there are two laws that do that can restrict employers from requesting certain medical information from employees, the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Family and Medical Leave Act restrict uh, employers from requesting certain information. So let's say that a company learns that an employee has been exposed to or tested positive for COVID-19. The, the uh, company has an obligation to disclose that information, if it learns about it, to other employees needed to ensure the protection of the other employee's safety and health. So, for example, or let's say a, a contractor comes in, uh, spends time in the office, and then later the company finds out, uh-oh, that subcontractor uh, has a uh, tested positive for COVID later. later. Um, then the company has an obligation to warn 
employer, uh, employees, but without providing sort of the specific identity of the person who tested positive. So there, there can't be a specific identification of the employee suffering from the virus or who was exposed to the virus and then came into contact with other employees. So some companies are making generic disclosures of workplace risks and conditions to other employees. Uh, and they also, uh, also are uh, doing something else, which is uh, getting an authorization from the employee who tested positive or was exposed and getting a written authorization uh, to allow such generic disclosures and getting it in writing and then subjecting that authorization to periodic updates. Remember, any disclosure should not, and I emphasize not, include the identity of the employee or should not be singular information such that the individual can be identified. Uh, the disclosure can identify a coworker or a contractor who tested positive or was exposed to the COVID-19 virus. And that may come up also in the circumstance of, let's say, a work, uh, an employee who is exposed to a close family member who uh, has the uh, virus. So if the employer discloses the employee's name or provides information about his or her specific medical condition, the employer may violate the ADA and uh, Title 42, Section 12112, uh, subparagraph D. So that's uh, Section 12112, subparagraph D of Title 42, which covers such information as a confidential medical record that can only be disclosed for very limited purposes. The Family and Medical Leave Act also bars disclosure of medical history information relating to an employee's eligibility for leave. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, has construed these provisions uh, from the ADA and the Family Leave and Medical Act to protect such information about an employee's medical condition. With respect to testing, the EEOC issued guidance on March 21, 2020, suggesting that employers may require testing of all employees whether or not the employee suffers from symptoms or has been exposed. Such a policy, however, should be reviewed carefully and executed after consultation with counsel. You want to make sure that it's a generic, consistent, and there's a reason, like a reasonable justification for the policy. Uh, under the ADA, a company can argue that requiring such testing is necessary to respond to a medical condition that could pose a direct threat of harm to other employees. When discussing with the issue with the employee, the employer should ask the employee who the employee was in contact with during the last 14 days, including the office where the employee worked, the location of any shared spaces in which the employee worked, and visits and meetings the employee may have had with other employees. Such information may be disclosed generically without identifying the employee again. Remember, generic disclosures. So that's uh, some of the concerns about privacy, workplace safety. There can be various um, you know, permutations around this, uh, but these are the principles that we have to sort of um, uh, talk about. Um, and take into consideration. So let's get back to one other point I wanted to reiterate here about the need for HR and compliance. Look, you guys have always had a natural and tight bond, and assuming we don't have these territorial infighting political disputes, this is a time to become, uh, you know, partners 
and partners uh, for moving forward and restoring employee trust in a safe and healthy environment. In other words, that the company is going, and I've seen companies are now setting up, for example, you go through, you get your temperature taken before you go into the office. Uh, I'm seeing people set that up. These are things that reassure the workers and the employees that uh, the company takes this seriously. Uh, you know, the workforce is, is shell-shocked right now, and they need to be supported during this difficult time. Also, think about it from this perspective. Uh, there's a lot of grief out there. There's a lot of loss. Uh, we've been watching it on TV, but also many families have been touched in one way or another by this, uh, you know, horrible pandemic. And, uh, you know, God forbid, if you have 54,000 Americans who have died, uh, that is going to reverberate through society in a big way. Remember, there's more people killed who have died so far than occurred throughout the Vietnam War. And this is over a two-month period that we're talking about, a three-month period. So the, the impact of this is significant, and uh, people have to be sensitive uh, to that. Uh, and it's important for company leadership to adopt and disseminate and communicate new policies and procedures that are going to guarantee worker safety and health. Leadership, again, like any other issue that may come up, they have to be, they have to demonstrate their commitment, not just through words, but by acts. So, for example, setting up that, that station to the, the clearance station to come in without a fever, uh, you know, testing that. People are, are want to see that. They want that to happen because it shows that there's some concern for their safety here. Um, and a company to restore that trust and integrity has to show that it's taking this uh, into account uh, and reinforce and HR and compliance then have to reinforce this messaging around safety and health issues. And this is where HR and compliance are good. This is where communicating a compliance message. Now we're communicating a health and safety message. And now HR is communicating a health and safety message. Safe workplace. That's, you know, a principle that we're all committed to. Uh, and if employees do not feel safe, a company's going to be unable to move forward. So one part of this where HR and compliance need to work together, and I mentioned this already, is a workplace training program. And this has to be done quickly and effectively. And this is where compliance is good at training programs. Compliance does this all the time. They have responsibility for this. And these can be remote training programs before people come back to work or are going to return to work. They're required to take a remote training program if they can. And, uh, and, and get updated on the health and safety issues. Um, look, this is a formidable culture challenge. Here we're, we're trying to address fear and reassuring the workforce of the company's commitment to health and safety. And we have another fear, which is, is my job going to be there? Is the company going to make it? How, are, how is the company doing in terms of uh, managing its financial situation and re resuming operations? So this is uh, something that we have to to uh, to uh, you know to address. Another important issue for the company is the requirement and/or availability of testing. It's unclear yet um, what kind of comprehensive testing is going to be made available in the country. Um, you know, frankly, from my perspective, it's a federal government role, but it, the, uh, this federal government is not embracing that and sort of delegating it down to the states and the local governments. And they clearly don't have the resources to do that. And I think people are going to look to companies 
well, can you provide testing? And are we willing to do that? And this, and there are a minefield of issues uh, with regard to testing and, you know, maintaining the data and, uh, you know, the health records that are related to this. So you got to be careful here. Um, and uh, in terms of if you're going to get involved in testing or uh, providing testing or uh, supporting testing by paying for it, that's, an, that's another issue uh, as well. And I've mentioned some of the privacy issues. We've discussed that uh, as well. Um, so this brings me to sort of the last topic for today, which is really to look at the need um, uh, in this difficult time. It's really important to promote and encourage employee reporting. Um, this is the time. Now is the time. Uh, I always have encouraged companies to, um, you know, develop a speak up culture. But this is where there's fear, where there's uh, real danger, uh, where there are real safety and health issues. This is where, um, you know, encouraging and ensuring this employee reporting. And I do not mean to single out hotline reporting. Um, you know, there are multiple avenues for employees to report uh, concerns. And uh, again, companies have to be sensitive to the personal circumstances, the, the economic pressure, all of that has to be uh, taken into account. So at bottom, companies have to restore uh, the basic cornerstone of trust and uh, integrity uh, and demonstrating a commitment to uh, this uh, safe and healthy work environment um, and employee reporting, again, is not just limited to hotlines. What I'm talking about is being uh, prepared for employee reporting to supervisors, to HR, walk-in reports, compliance walk-in reports, and tracking those, maintaining incident data uh, from walk-ins as well as hotlines and from the supervisors. And here is, again, the critical issue that we've talked about in prior uh, situations, pre-pandemic uh, situations, is now more than ever, mid-level managers have to be trained on how to respond to employee concerns. Because here we're talking about issues that come up about health and safety right on the workplace, and mid-level managers have to be uh, trained on this themselves. They are the key to success. They have to know how to respond to these issues when employees raise them, how to report those issues to their supervisors or to HR and compliance, uh, and how to instill the message that's coming, uh, that we want uh, coming from the company leadership and from the support functions of, we're here to make sure that you work in a safe and healthy environment. Um, and as part of that, we have to encourage the reporting of the, their concerns. They have questions. Employees are going to have questions, that some of which are going to be difficult to answer. So we want to make sure that they uh, report these concerns and that we respond to them adequately. So here is in our crisis management mode, we have to make sure that we document these concerns, report up the line in terms of how these are coming uh coming up and how many are coming up and then making and tracking our response to these concerns. Uh, for example, if there's a report that another coworker is being unsafe, uh, we have to address those issues. We have to tra train people uh, to make sure they know how to respond to these issues, supervisors how to address these issues, uh, and to make sure that this is done in the right way. There are a lot of difficult issues here of privacy, 
and singling people out, and we don't want to see that type of culture start to develop of sort of pointing fingers at people who aren't doing things the right way. Um, so really what's important here is to respond promptly, demonstrate your commitment, and encourage more reporting. Um, you know, make sure that people are told, we really want to hear from you. This is a difficult time. We need to know what your concerns are. And if you see anything that's going to, that looks like it's unsafe, let us know, uh, because that's important for us uh, to deal with. So compliance has to step up in this new risk profile. You can already get a sense of what it's looking like in terms of health and safety, health and safety, and uh, demonstrating compliance's uh, response to that. We have a new risk profile, which we're going to discuss in further episodes in terms of putting together a new sort of risk profile of what we need to be looking at and dedicating compliance resources to. So uh, that's, uh, that's our discussion for today. Please stay safe and healthy yourselves. Um, we're here to support you if you need anything. Um, uh, we're going to try to all get through this difficult time. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks again, and stay safe and healthy. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. I never really heard of cluster flies. Never ever saw the stars so bright. In the front last days will be alright. Stuff.